My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR Wix 5, it's the, it's the WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament 2. 2. So we're going to watch a UK tournament on these podcasts, part 1 and part 2, we'll probably have to bring you because the show's going to be so jammed. But before we do anything, let's start the alternate intro. It's a play bus, but where does it go? Where does it stop? Watch for the sign on the lollipop. Stop. It's the WNR stop. And we are going to watch the United Kingdom Championship Tournament right now. And that was play days for any British guys listening. Of course, if we uh, England do well in the next round and our next podcast, the ultimate intro match, you might be the national anthem. So we'll see what happens. At this point, lines on a show. Yeah, at this moment in time, we are still in the World Cup. As we release this podcast, no matter what happens... Game, the second part will be released on Wednesday. Will our mood change then? But it is the United Kingdom Championship. We're going to start off June 7th, 2018, with a bracketology brought to you by Charlie Caruso and Nigel McGuinness. And we're going to run through everybody that's in the tournament. But first, let's look back at last year's tournament because, of course, it was January 14th, 2017, the first UK Championship tournament. Dan, what were your thoughts on it? That was an absolute brilliant. Didn't know what to expect. I don't even think we had heard of anyone in the tournament. Very, very few we had heard of, Who yeah. did we actually go for? I can't even remember. Uh, in the tournament, you went Trent Seven, and yeah. I, I yeah. went Wolfgang, and I think Pete Dunn was our combined um, choice as well. So, yeah. like I say, we... And we, the winner was uh, the young one. Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate, Bate, yeah. Tyler Bate Pete, beat Pete Dunn in the final, and Wolfgang got through to the semis as well. So, the tournament, this kind of started off the classic trilogy between... Uh, Bate and Dunn as well. Of course, the classic at takeover Chicago and Tyler Bate, 19 years old at the time, first UK champion. And we wondered what would happen at that point till now. And and not a lot really has happened with the UK scene. The UK title has been defended a few times on NXT TV. But I don't think it's really taken to the next stage. Is it this time now to actually do it, you know? I'd like to point out that the UK title has been defended more times than the Universal Championship that Brock Lesnar currently holds. Which... Uh, yes, you're right about that. And yeah. another thing it should be credited for, Pete Dunne now has held the title for over 400 days at this point. So whoever's next in line has got a very tough task. And like Brock Lesnar, uh, there's a little fact that there's not been two WWE champions 
holding the title longer for 400 days since 1988, when it was Sherry Marto with a women's title and Honky Tonk Man with the Intercontinental Believe. But we're going to enjoy this here because, like I say, Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate came for this tournament. So even if only two or three men come out of the 16 that we'll remember and can be used in WWE. Of course, our pick this year, we both chose it on the NXT Live show, and that is Flash Morgan Webster. So we'll be looking out for him in this one here. And, of course, we'll both get uh, points, bonus points, how far our pick goes along. Of course, there's a point around, two points for the winner as well. So we'll still get the bonus points from it. But, of course, the first round's a little bit different because that came on the WWE.com, WWE Network app, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, of course. And then the final rounds and the UK title match is on the specials that we should see. So that was Bracketology, and it just sorted us out on the road ahead. So let's start it with uh, June 26, 2018, UK Championship. And let's see what show they put on. One of the big news is, of course, there's a new general manager of the UK tournament. Johnny Saint is a legendary British guy. Triple H has uh, announced that. Can I just say that um, one of the first videos that I ever saw of wrestling, it had Fit Finlay in it, and it also had Johnny Saint was wrestling Johnny as Saint. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a real, real legend, and it's nice that they are uh, giving it a kind of feel to it of a proper show now. June twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. So there's only actually been two UK champions. I know, mental, isn't it? Will we see another one crowned tomorrow night? Oh, see so we get the promo. The Royal Albert Hall. One of the most famous and historic venues in the world. A building steeped in wrestling history. Dating back over a hundred years. I fought here myself many times. But that was then. Tyler Bates, the first ever WWE United Kingdom Champion. Pre-done. One a contest for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Everything evolves. And tonight, the stars of the WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament take center stage. This platform is my opportunity. I think a lot of people want this, but I need this. For all those who came before, for every wrestler who got us here, tonight, eight men compete for the prestige of leading this new generation of British sports entertainers forward. Welcome to the Royal Albert Hall. Welcome to the WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament. Not bad. So what do you think of the opening promo, Dan? It's good. It shows, you know, that a lot of guys that definitely want this or need it. And uh, gives you a little insight into Johnny Saint and what happened last year as well at the inaugural tournament as well which yeah you know it was it was a good promo mm. and like we say there's eight men that's going to compete here tonight 
And uh, like I said, it was already 16 in the tournament originally. So let's just go through the bracket first. And uh, we'll talk about the people that have been eliminated already and what we expect to see here tonight. Okay, so we'll start on the left-hand side then. Well, Zach Gibson beat Amir Jordan to progress to a match against... Well, the winner would face the winner, Drew Gulak versus Jack Halliger. And Jack Halliger beat Gulak to advance. So, Zach Gibson versus Jack Halliger in the quarterfinal action tonight. Well, our pick, Flash Morgan Webster whoop, whoop. beat James Drake. Yeah, James Drake was in it last year. is unsuccessful. Jordan Devlin was in it last year. Was successful, defeating Tyson T-Bone and going forward. So, the second quarterfinal tonight is our man, Flash Morgan Webster versus Jordan Devlin, little person head. We had... Tucker losing to Joe Coffey. Aye, Joe Coffey. And then the big Dave Mastiff, who we've seen before as well, but we're not going to talk about personal favourites, beat Kenny Williams to go through. So it's Joe Coffey, Dave Mastiff, third quarter final. Well, one of the hottest prospects coming into this, Ligero to Travis Banks. I was quite shocked by that. Yeah, the, these matches happened at the uh, Download Festival. And Ligero was one of these guys, again, we've seen, who I would have backed in this tournament if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, Flash Morgan Webster's our pick. He's gone through. He's gone, he's gone out. And then the other one, Joseph Collins, who was there last year, has lost to Ashton Smith. So the fourth and final quarterfinal will be Ashton Smith versus Trevor Banks. And we're going to find... It's going to be good tonight because we're going to get... Travis caught. Banks, not Trevor. So the fourth quarterfinal is Travis Banks versus Ashton Smith. So that's going to be good tonight. And we're going to get the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the final. So, and one of these guys will be facing Pete Dunne tomorrow night on the second UK special. So it's going to be good. I mean, I think Zach Gibson versus Jack Gallagher catches my eyes because obviously we know Gallagher from 205 Live. But, of course, with Zach Gibson, he's a guy who's been doing wonders on the independent scene. Famously comes out in a Liverpool kit. Quite successful. Was on the World of Sport wrestling last year. So was Mastiff, actually. Yeah, and well, Ligero, Coffee he? and Mastiff, I think that's the match that takes my fancy. Yeah, I, I think with, with, with Coffee there, the, the, the young Scott, I think it should be great. But it's Winchester as well. WB signed a lot of the World of Sport guys. But it should be great action here tonight. So the first match is underway. It is Gentleman Jack Gallagher, Manchester, England, Manchester, England, England. So here comes Gentleman Jack Gallagher. And what we're going to do, we'll give you a profile of each of these guys. Now, we know more about Gentleman Jack than we do most others. So, Dan, do you want us fill us in on the basics and maybe give a little bit more? Well, 205 Live superstar Gentleman Jack Gallagher is a master grappler, having trained at the infamous Snake Pit in Wigan, and learned from catch wrestling icon Billy Robinson. The Manchester native can wriggle his way free from any hold and lock on a painful submission, or from any hold and lock on a painful submission of his own in an instant. In direct contradiction with his gentleman moniker, Gallagher is downright nasty between the ropes, practicing the science of joint manipulation with cruel curiosity. These twisted learnings, these twisted leanings, could bring this well-travelled cruiserweight big rewards in the WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament. And, of course, he's 5 foot 8, weighs 167 pounds from Manchester, and his signature move 
is that devastating headbutt. Well, the thing about Jack is that he was such a popular babyface, wasn't he? And then they kind of turned him heel. Is this a chance for him now to kind of go back to the gentleman that we loved before, that impressed us so much in the Cruiserweight Classic? Of course, Gentleman Jack wasn't in the UK tournament last year. And neither was the opponent that's come out now, the Scouse style. And that is Zach Gibson from Merseyside. Uh, six foot three, 220 pounds. But he is willing to do whatever it takes to get the win, which makes him a truly dangerous competitor. He prefers straightforward, rugged substance over flash, and he enjoys telling fans exactly what he thinks of them. A trait that has led him to become one of the UK's most despised grapplers. Gibson also proudly embodies his local Liverpool heritage from being an ardent proponent of Scouse style, Scouse being a Liverpool dialect for anybody not from this area. Sounds like, hey, hey, calm down. We'll do all right, hey, you dirty fucking bastards. Hey, come on, Jack. To name in his pride wristlock after the Anfield Football Stadium's iconic Shankly Gates. Gibson considers himself Liverpool's number one. If all goes according to plan, he'll soon be recognised as UK's number one as well. And like we say, really, really tough. This should be a great kind of British style to start us off. And what are you expecting from this tournament, Dan? I know what I'm, I'm expecting a classic match, hopefully, that will live with us forever. What do you want? It's exactly the same as that. Yeah, I'm looking for some brilliant moments. Uh, again, you know, that classic match that just kind of makes you go, wow. Exactly. And this is the 20-minute quarterfinals will be. Gibson's got Jack in a head scissors now. And Jack's trying to wiggle his way free and eventually nips his way up to his feet. Very impressive. And he's kind of uh, gone back to his trunks as opposed to his uh, previous gear that he's been wearing. Is he uh, Is he the face in this? Well, that's what I'm saying. And maybe this is his chance to prove that he can be the face. And he's got a crowd behind him. Stand up if you hate Gibson. <laughs> and Gibson's already over as a hill in this one. A nice takedown of Jack. And he's telling the fans to sharp. And they're ready for this. And, of course, the Royal Albert Hall, like we say... Tradition dating back. I mean, Dan was there watching WCW back in the day. Royal 1993. 1993. 1991, British Bulldog won the uh, the Royal Albert Hall Battle Royal there. I mean, it's, it's tradition to go back to him through time, like I say, through Johnny Saint. And tonight we're going to see guys that hopefully lead us in. We've got the NXT referee there. The dancing ref. <laughs> and he's definitely great at getting out of submission house, Gallagher. Hey, beautiful there, using a the rope to help him. Underneath the legs, now leaps over. Oh, and he's just tying him up. This is the Gallagher that we like to see. We don't see so much of him in 205 Live now. Exactly, and this is kind of British style and a British setting for Gallagher. Might feel more comfortable to do things that we're used to seeing from him as opposed to kind of the hill style now. I mean, this Jack. He's gone into the mushroom. And Gibson grabbing a hand of Jack, and Jack turning it into a pin attempt. But Gibson manages to get the shoulder up, gets caught again. In the sleeper. And of course, UK style is different to the American style. So anybody watching this who is a fan of the kind of WWE style, it is different. I mean, this, I would say, on technique, on the kind of the submission holes that we've got as well. And it's it's more about getting out the submissions and how you do it as opposed to getting them applied. And, it makes... and it's, it's also about making your opponent look like an idiot, which Jack Gallagher does perfectly. We saw him go in the old upside-down mushroom, go to shake his hand. Gibson took it, and he just got put on his ass. Yeah. You know, we'll probably see the Gallagher headstand in the corner as well where the boot comes down, and, you know, it's just perfect. But Gibson's kind of changed up his tempo and gone for a bit of ground and pound there. Well, this is the thing about the British style which is important because 
with the submission-based style that there is and the kind of technical side, when they do start throwing bombs, as Gibson did and on Jack with the, the right hands and the drop kick, it, it seems uh, to hurt even more. That, and that's what the, the style of the matches is. It's each move now. So when you do actually see a big move, it's not like, oh, we just saw. It matters more in the storyline of the match, which I think the British style has still got. It's still a kind of better story to it. And even now in the submission, as Gibson wearing him down, it's not just about getting your breath back and taking your time. You know, Jack's got his hand clasped, trying to stop the submission, making sure that the arm's not bent back enough and the fans are trying to get behind him. But don't get me wrong, it does speed up towards the end, you know, when, when the, the pacing starts happening. Sunset flip attempt by Gallagher, but gets caught by Gibson, who just slams Gallagher's hand to the mat. And again, it's the way he got out of that pin attempt, didn't he? Rather than just moving away. Now he's going to go target the arm. Jack gets away with a snapmare, but Gibson's still holding on to it. And now working the hand back. And I tell you, this is reminiscent of someone that is already around. Someone who may be even, you know, champion. Working, he's done it now. Yeah, exactly. Working the hand away. I mean, that would be an interesting matchup, but let's not go too far ahead of ourselves. Gibson with a back elbow. Powers up Jack there. And Jack just lands on his arm. Gibson blows the crowd a kiss. And these are all genuine European uppercuts as well. Exactly, yeah. Big uppercut to the face of Jack, then caught with right hand. He's in trouble at the moment. Irish whip. Oh, there was some venom behind that. Now Gibson's got the shoulder of Jack. There's a rope break there, and Gibson gets the break. Another vicious Irish whip to the opposite corner. Gallagher's in a lot of trouble with his shoulder. Zach's saying, this is what I'm going to do to you. Look at my eyes. I'm going to be the man that finishes you off here in this tournament. Big right to the midsection, then one to the jaw. But Gibson goes low, sweeps the leg of Gallagher. And a great technique by Gibson. You can see it with a float over now, back to the arm, whilst working on the neck crank. Well, Jack's definitely got the fans on his side, but at this moment, he's second best. Well, Gibson looks more the athlete than Gallagher, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, Gibson looks in good shape here. Kind of WWE style that you, uh, well, WWE superstar look that you might go for. But Jack's still fighting out this submission. Gibson's changed his uh, technique a couple of times on it. Looked to be a third time into the turnbuckle, but Jack stopped it. Yeah, a big elbow, and he's followed up with another two, and he's just punching away at Gibson's head. Goes to the midsection, and Jack's just turned this up a level or two. Gibson, though, throws Jack into the rope, meets him with a big kick. And now, finally, Jack's got a little bit of separation, even though the arm might be separating itself. Gonna try and get back into this one. Punts the head off Jack Gibson. Goes for the cover, but Gibson managed to kick out. Ah, it's the first pinfall attempt I think Gallagher's had. No, well, Jack's been on the. Uh, Jack's been getting beaten in this one. It's the first time, so yeah, a little bit of offense. But Gibson's so vicious, sticking his fingers in uh, Jack's mouth. The British way. <laughs> exactly. Gibson now getting to his feet, pushing Jack back in the corner. Now Jack up on that second rope. Ooh. But Gibson sweeps the legs. Code breaker in the corner. That might be it. One, two. Oh. Gallagher managing to kick out. Oh. I don't know how much Jack's got left in his body. He's on the apron at the moment. Looks like Gibson going to suplex him back in. Gallagher with the backslide, though, but can't capitalise on it because of his arm. Manages to hit a drop kick. But Gibson straight back to that shoulder. Jack with a spinning back elbow. Oh, my God, went for maybe the drop kick. Gibson caught him. 
Oh, power bombs him in the middle of the ring. Right on the back of his head, and now Gibson going to go for the cover. No! Gallagher's got the triangle in. And he's caught him, but Gibson still jumps Jack up. Oh! Drops Gallagher in the corner on a turnbuckle. Gallagher's got the triangle this time. He's draped over the top rope. Breaks it before the referee's five count. I think the damage may have been done. Well, Gibson's targeted Jack, and now Jack wants a bit of payback. Going to make his way back in. Oh, my God. That is beautiful. That was absolutely sexy. Well, that was a kind of hate. <laughs> that was a helo over the top rope, just rolls through, gets him in like an Oscar lock. It is. Oh, Gibson, though, has got a little bit of height on him, manages to reach that bottom rope. But he was going out then. Well, if he hits the Shankly Gates in this, he might be for Jack. But Jack running in with a drop kick, and again. Oh, he moves out of the way, but Gallagher rolls through, lands on his feet, suicide dive, takes out Gibson. And Jack lands on his feet, throws Gibson back in. Bang, running drop kick to the head. This could be it for Gentleman Jack. One, two. Oh. oh. Gibson managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. So who's your pick in this match then? Well, I've got. I can't discount Gibson at the moment. I think Jack's just had his best shot then. I think that was his best chance. He had the momentum going, and Gibson's not been troubled as much as Jack Gallagher has. If we look at them now, Jack's had the piss kicked out of him in this match. It's not over till he hits that vicious headbutt. He might be going for it now, and Gibson picks him up. Oh, oh looking for the headbutt. Gibson blocks it with a like a Mahuma chop. Throws Gallagher's shoulder first into the ring post. you got to remember that's already injured shoulder, so the damage is even worse now. And I think Gibson could leave the money outside to get the count out. Maybe Gibson thinks he can't beat Jack Gallagher to so get a count out victory here. Referee up to 10. No, referee up to 8. Back in. Turns Gallagher inside out of a clothesline. Jack's back up to his feet. Oh! oh an inverted double-knee gut buster. So, oh, but Gallagher managing to kick out. Ah, well, we've seen Gibson use, like I said, the co-breaker slash backstabber a couple of times in this one, but can't put Jack away. And now Gibson's got the arm, trying to bend it. Jack rolls him off, catches him with a drop kick to the face. And Mario Ronaldo, Nigel Guinness going absolutely crazy on commentary as Jack's going up to maybe seize the day. Carpe diem. Here he goes off the top. Oh! Goes straight into Gibson's boots to the shoulder. And there we go. Shankly Gates. He's got it in. Gallagher has to tap out. Well, Gallagher taps almost immediately. Well, you've got to think about the damage done on there, maybe to stop a serious injury. Maybe it's already broken. Gibson gets the first winner tonight, goes through to the semi finals. I'm impressed with Zach. I thought he looked like a well, bit of a not killer. Be, let's not be too impressed, because if Flash Morgan Webster gets through, it looks like Gibson's going to be the one he's facing. Oh, no, you're joking. Is Webster faces... Webster's on the left-hand side of the bracketology. If you have a look now, oh, no. Oh, my God. Well, that's so worrying. But I'm just talking about this match alone. He impressed me there. What were your... I, I was impressed, mate. What did you think of the match? I was very impressed. Both guys, um, Zach Gibson, he's definitely a, a hot prospect, one to watch for the future. A great heel. And Jack Gallagher, again, he, he impressed me, even though he was on the losing end. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of really good spots in that match. Again, like I say, telling the story of the arm throughout the match. Working on it, 
having the problems with it and then the submission hold in the end makes more sense because you think of the damage done. But very impressive by Gibson. Yeah, Jack can now go back to 205 Live and carry on what he's doing. But referee raises the hand of Gibson, much like he did in the Cruiserweight Classic. But our first man in the final four. Right, so Zach Gibson, yeah, is in the semi-final, and Dan, you are right. If uh, Flash Morgan Webster, our pick, can get by little person's head, then he faces Gibson in the semi. But I think it's all up to, I mean, the other side, Travis Bank or Ashton Smith could pull off a, a huge upset if they could make it through. It's going to be tough tonight. It's going to be tough. But I think a great way to start off the UK tourney. Oh, up next, Dan, it's the match you're all looking forward to the most. It is indeed. It is Joe Coffey versus Dave Mastiff. He's from where else? And another thing I like about it as well is the fact that uh, we're getting a little video of the guys, just in case you're not sure who they are. So with Joe Coffey, we're getting to see the big man in action in uh, Progress and ICW and other organisations. A bit like we are with Dave Mastiff, to be fair, though. Do you want to do Dave Mastiff as I wait for this to load? Dave Mastiff, he's five foot ten. he weighs 322 pounds. He's from the Black Country in England. Uh, his signature move is the Cannonball. Simply put, Dave Mastiff loves a good fight. Willing to take a hit in order to hit someone back even harder. The always intense Mastiff has never been accused of being bashful. With his imposing and massive frame, the Bruiser used to compete in strongman competitions, but he was also a former county-level gymnast. That all translates to a confounding but effective package inside the ring, as the big bad Mastiff can, can surprise opponents with feats of agility that are both awe-inspiring and destructive. Mastiff's diverse skill set makes him an immediate threat every time he steps through the ropes. Well, that's impressive, but Dan, let's not forget, grade Mastiff in the... Uh world of sport wrestling in the uk last year joe coffee on the other hand five foot eleven 240 pounds from glasgow scotland look out for the discus lariat he's a man who refuses to give up until the bell tolls in his favor joe coffee brings two key elements to any match he's in an unyielding resolve and really really hard hits a former training partner of finn balor the iron king relies on brute force with cunning technique Coffey is a champion of Scotland-based insane championship wrestling and he holds the distinction of being the first Scottish wrestler to compete in Tokyo's hallowed Karikan Hall. Don't like his trunks though. From past clash with the WWE and NXT superstars like Drew McIntyre and Cassius Ono to a match against W Hall of Famer Kurt Angle in March 2016, Coffey boasts plenty of big match experience Experience he looks to transform into success into the UK tournament. He's coming out in green and white, and we saw his brother there as well, in the crowd watching on. So, James, are you going to be in the corner of coffee? No, green and white stripes. No, thank you very much. Uh, Dave Mastiff, all the way. He's from Glasgow, Scotland. He's wearing green. Uh, it doesn't take me, you know what I mean? Drew McIntyre is the chosen one, we should say, but McIntyre's not in here because it would be unfair on anybody else. So, it's going to be Joe Coffey versus Dave Mastiff. Yeah, I've got a back Mastiff in this match, Dan. What about you? I'm going to go for Joe Coffey. This should be a slightly different match to the uh, technical one we saw early on. I mean, these are two quite big men. Aye, right, big man. Let's hope they pull it all out here. Mastiff is huge. Even bigger in person, shall we say. We, he nearly broke the ring when he uh, <laughs> did a suplex on it last time we saw him. The referee's giving the rules. Coffee getting in Mastiff's face already. He doesn't look intimidated, even though Mastiff's definitely got the size advantage. 
friendly handshake though to start the match off with in true British style. And here we go. They had a cup of tea before this match as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the British style. Have a cup of tea, a biscuit, collar and elbow tie up. Bit of a test of strength between these two behemoths. Mastiff pushing him off and a shoulder block. Looks like a Mack truck running into a double decker. And Mastiff saying, all right, let me try it now. And he runs into Coffee, and Coffee doesn't move either. Now both men, none of them moved. And again, oh my. They might have taken each other out in the early going. Double cross body. Well, Mastiff down on one side, Coffee down on the other. And maybe that was a mistake for both men there. And now what they do, look at each other on the outside. There's like two balls charging each other. Fucking hell. Oh, just keep coming together. Oh. This time Dave goes under. Oh. Just runs through coffee on the outside. Well, Strowman eat your heart out. Mastiff's got coffee, throws him in. And he did it a big man to get back in. And now forearms and uppercuts. Sends coffee into the second turnbuckle. And just kicks the rope up under his neck, and <coughs> kicks the rope up under his neck. And now Mastiff picking him up, maybe Samoan drop. Oh, oh, Mastiff looking for a bonsai drop though, as Coffee was unable to pull him over. Well, Joe got the way, or else he'd have been dented for life. He runs into Mastiff, who chucks him on the apron. But Coffee responds with the right hand. Now he's off the top. Oh, seated drop kick takes down Mastiff. You don't usually see guys that size going off the top. Goes for the cover. Kick out, though. Uh, and this is like any heavyweight brawl that you see, whether it be boxing, whether it be MMA, this could be over in an instant. They hit so hard. And I think that's what Coffee's trying to do now with the right hands. He's backing Mastiff up in the corner. Dave pushes him off, though. A bit of a spine buster attempt there. Only semi-successful, but... Turned more into like a kind of... Um, Double-leg takedown. Double-leg takedown, and now Mastiff throwing coffee into the corner. Jolo, back elbow. Oh! He gets caught with an elbow from Mastiff. Running cannonball. Or running senton, sorry. One, two... Oh! Joe somehow getting the kick out. Oh. Yeah, this is certainly nothing like the last match we saw. No, it's hard-hitting a Mastiff... And now just going to plant the elbows. Straight into the jaw of coffee. Now going to go for the cover. He might be out here, Joe. No. Gets his shoulder up at two. Two. And now Joe trying to fight back. And Dave straight on him. And now it looks like he's just trying to wear him down with a front face lock. And Massive's just so massive. It's difficult. Just get out of the grip. You can't power your way out of a Mastiff grip. No, I mean, if you're going to make a British or an English sumo wrestler, Mastiff would be that mould, wouldn't he? You know, he's, oh, yeah. he's built like it. You know, we lost a legend like Vader recently, and Mastiff is definitely following his footsteps. And, oh, my God. It's not pretty, but it's effective. Mastiff pulls Kofalera. And I like Dave Mastiff. I don't think he's ready for this at this moment in time. No, he's, uh, he still needs a bit of polishing. How old is he? he I think he's quite old, um, but... The the thing is, are you looking? Yeah. Uh, but I think the thing is, is that the, the kind of strikes have not been as um, neat as maybe you would like. You know, leave your mark. Fuck Joe Coffee as the suplex by Mastiff. Coffee goes from behind. Well, he's thirty three. Oh, he's still there's still time then. There's still time to polish him off. Only thirty three. Oh, Joe Coffee there suplexing Dave Mastiff, and that was impressive by Joe. 
Both men down now in the middle of the ring. Of course, Joe Coffey's 30 years old, but just got caught by Mastiff. Oh! Ooh, belly to belly. And that was nice there, but Mastiff might be up before Coffey is. Oh, my God. You'll never guess who trained Joe Coffey. Who? Killian Dane. Killian Dane. Yeah, so Killian Dane's had a hand. We know he's a big man as well. Yeah, Damien O'Connor is his real name. And now Coffey now going to run towards Dave Mastiff, shoulder blocking the corner, uh, splashing the corner. Dave Mastiff blocks with a foot, gets caught by Coffey. Oh! German suplex with a bridge for the cover, but Mastiff managing to kick out. Uh, and now Coffey looking to get serious. Might be looking for that lariat. Here he comes running in. Headbutt to the jaw, though. Mastiff looking for a lariat of his own, but gets ducked by Coffey. And now Mastiff. Oh, what power. Deadlift German suplex, but only gets a two. Two. Both men trying to basically go move for move. Uh-oh. He's, oh, no. He pulls himself up. Pop-up uppercut. Looking for the discus lariat again. But Mastiff with a seated drop kick sends Coffee back into the corner. Oh my god! Looking for the cannonball, Coffee moves out the way. Now this might be Coffee's chance. Mastiff just getting to his feet. Coffee's still struggling to get to his feet as well, though. Big boot. boot. There we go. Springboard off the top rope. Crossbody takes down Mastiff. Mastiff to his credit back up. Hits that discus lariat. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Coffee is through. The guy you picked. Bit of a surprise there. What are your thoughts on the match? I don't know, Coffee. No, um, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Dave Mastiff. You know, for a big fella, he does move surprisingly well. But you know, his bio read that he's he's a trained gymnast, but he didn't do anything that kind of you know he didn't live up to his bio basically. Um. He, there was a couple of little flaws in it I saw as well. You know, it wasn't as fluid as the match with Justin between Gallagher and uh, Zach. But, no, you know, it's just showcasing the different styles. But Coffey, I think he's uh, he's still got a lot to learn. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he does. And I think even his build, he needs to be in a little bit more better shape. He can make it. But like I said, the size is there. He's still young. He does get the victory. Mastiff, I don't know. For a guy his size, like I said, there's nothing really impressive that he does in the ring, is it? You know? No. Uh, and with that kind of character of that kind of aggressive, we've seen it better by people like Braun Strowman or other monsters like that. I don't think Mastiff is ready. Like, a few of his strikes weren't great. But what that does mean, though, for the tournament, Dan? That does mean that Joe Coffey advances to the semi-finals and he'll be facing either Travis Banks or Ashton Smith. Yeah, so we have got two semi-finalists we're just waiting for the other two. Our pick's in action soon and... Um, That's Coffey's brother. Well, Mark Coffey seems happy. We're going to get a word with Joe. Oh, so Joe Coffey means business. He said it's an opportunity and he's going to beat Pete Dunne. But unfortunately for him, there's three problems with that and that's the three men he has to beat he does want to beat Pete Dunne for the UK title. Oh, but up next, Danny, is our pick. Flash Morgan Webster going against the little person head, Jordan Devlin.
Well, we walked straight past Jordan Devlin when we was at Raw or <laughs> yeah, SmackDown. We yeah, Smack, I think Raw or SmackDown. We just walked by him. We oh, were going to stop. SmackDown because that's when the UK talent was there. Yes, you're right. We were going to stop and chat, but we couldn't be bothered. So uh, <laughs> it's Flash Morgan Webster. We did see him at 205 Live in action on the winning side. Uh, do you want to tell us more, Dan, about our pick, Flash Morgan Webster? So he's worked for Progress Wrestling in the past, has our Webster, and just basically every British independent circuit you can think of. And this is his real big chance now to have an impact worldwide. Well, Flash Morgan Webster. He's five foot nine inches, weighs 160 pounds. He's from Brynmoir in Wales. Oh, you do that very well, you do, Dan. His signature move is the Brit Pop Drop. Yes. And Welsh competitor Flash Morgan Webster enjoys being the centre of attention. Known as the mod father of professional wrestling for his 60s British style. It's hard to miss and once you've seen him in the ring, he's hard to forget. Webster has made aerial manoeuvres his stock in trade. But in the fine tradition of British wrestling, he's highly skilled in grappling too. Opponents need to watch out for his submission hold of choice, a grapevine guillotine. Webster had a Brush with WWE in 2016, competing in a Cruiserweight Classic qualifying match. But he's now looking to add a touch of flash to the WWE UK tournament. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing Flash in action here tonight. He impressed us at 205 Live, but he is going against Jordan Devlin. So, yes, 5 foot 10, 180 pounds from Bray County Wicklow in Ireland. Look out. Do you know. Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah, they're brothers. Uh, <laughs> they share lucky charms. Uh, signature move, look out for the moonsault in this one. Like many WWE superstars hailing from Ireland, Jordan Devlin brings a physical in-your-face intensity in a squared circle. He began his training at age 12 under the two traditional of Paul Tracy and... Finn Balor. Yes. Picking up his relentless work ethic from the first Universal Champion. Devlin originally planned on pursuing amateur wrestling, but as soon as he saw the squared circle, he never looked back. Adding to his arsenal, a hard-hitting offence he picked up in a Japanese dojo, Devlin made a splash in the first UK Championship, showing an unexpected viciousness in a battle against Danny Birch, beating him and then falling to Tyler Bay later on in the tournament. Can the WWE Universe expect more of the same in this year's tournament? Yes, he will be eliminated. If that's what's more of the same... Going against Flash Morgan Webster and the early 60s mod is definitely him. Mad for it. Nobed. Manchester, England. Hang on. If if Balor's the demon, what would be Devlin? He's the midget king. <laughs> I'm the midget king. Come out a little midget. That would be a fucking awesome entrance. Coming out surrounded by like 100 midgets. Oh, the midget king's here. The midget all got Irish accents. The Midget King. He comes out. I bolt. hear the Midget King. Oh, bowl of lucky charms. Oh, under the rainbow. So, Jordan Devlin. So, it's Jordan Devlin. Let's not write him off completely. He might have a chance in this. <laughs> He's just got the head of a midget. He, he has, I mean, the horrible thing to say. He yeah. actually has got the face of a little person. Look at it. It's a jaw, isn't it? It's a kind of big... It's just everything. It's, it's everything, yeah. Big chrome dome. He's getting in the face of Morgan Webster, and that's not very nice. This is going to be sportsmanship, and there's a bit of heat between two men here. 
So, bonus points before this match actually starts ready because Flash Morgan Webster has gone through to the quarterfinal stage, so we will get another point each if we go through. I know we picked the same guy, but bonus points still on the line. Devlin getting in Webster's face, and now we're going to shake hands and start this one off properly, hopefully. Oh, no. Devlin being a dastardly midget that he is. Well, the first flashpoint of the night. I mean, we haven't seen... Anybody else not shaking hands, even Joe Coffey did. But Flash Morgan Webster rolls out to start this one off. Now Colin Elbow tie up. And a little Devlin. A hard one with uh, Morgan Webster. It's Tiny Finn Balor versus Tiny Brian Kendrick. Oh, and a slap by Devlin there. Infuriates Webster. Are you smirking? No, James. He hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile on his midget head. Both men lock up. Devlin now got control of the arm. Not been a good night for faces so far, as we've seen uh, Joe Coffey, Zach Gibson going through. Will Jordan Devlin join them in the semi-finals, or will our pick go through? I mean, it might not look much, but you wait till he gets going, he gets kicked in the midsection. Was it that made you pick Flash Morgan Webster, Dan? Just that he's the one that we saw at SmackDown. I mean, for me, it's kind of explosive style that he's got as well, his kind of attitude and the character. Like, say, with a couple of times with the UK uh, guys... They are missing a character with, um, oh, hang on a minute, that's nice there, arm drag by Morgan Webster. It's like an inverted arm drag there by Webster. And he takes it down again, and look, look the mod character that he's got, it fits in. It's very British as well, which I like, and the, the appearance of the entrance way. And he can go in the ring, like I said, on SmackDown or 205 Live, he did impress us. As Devlin catches him with an Elo. Devlin's already been in this uh, situation. Situation. Before. He knows what it takes. Arm drag by Webster taking Devlin down. Was it like a senton? Yeah, I mean, after he slammed Devlin down, catching that leg as well. He's very different in the ring, isn't he, Webster? Yeah, you might say he's innovative. You might say that if you could. Now, Webster's going to go round. No, Devlin throws him down. Catches the Ooh. leg of Webster and delivers a spinning back elbow. Running knee to the face. But Webster rolling towards the outside to try and get a bit of safety, but he's not that safe as Devlin brings him back into the ring the hard way, or attempts to, but Webster with a backslide catches him with an Iranagi, standing shooting star. Well, that was nice by Devlin, but got no reaction on the two. Two. Now it's Devlin with the kicks, and he's shown his vicious side, but can't keep Webster down at the moment in time. And now Devlin putting the arm of Webster underneath his leg. He's got hold of the other arm underneath his arm. He's got hold of the knee as well. Webster fighting his way out of this. Does get some separation, but gets caught by Devlin with the uppercut. Sent back in the corner. Webster puts his leg up. What's the... <laughs> we're going to screenshot that. We're going screenshot. We're going to put that picture up. Flash Morgan Webster at this moment in time. And... Uh, well, Jay Cartwright, but he's... Uh... He's James Buckley. Honestly, spitting fucking image. It is It is scary. Also, we'll put a midget's head on a normal human's body, and that would be Jordan Devlin. Oh, my God. Webster with a knee there. Taking Devlin down. Going for the cover. Oh, Devlin get the shoulder up at two. Two. And we see the replay and the knee right on the button there of Devlin. And now, Webster. Going to look for the double underhook. Thanks, Mark. That's a good one, yeah. That's who we saw at the OT. Double Irish whip, reverse there. Webster taking down Devlin, throws him on the outside. Might go flying here now. Takes out Devlin. Suicide dive between the bottom and the middle rope. 
Is he going to go for a second? Hey! Goes through the second rope this time. Going to go for a third over the top, is he? Surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he's building momentum. Here he comes. Over the top. <laughs> and that's a lovely bit of high flying air. Top, middle and bottom. Find Devlin back in. Well, oh, but Flash didn't strike it lucky with the pinfall. <laughs> he did it. Devlin managed to get the shot off at two. Two. But can he strike it rich? If he win this match, go through to the United Kingdom tournament final, Webster might be serious competition for Dunn. But then again, we're looking too far ahead because Devlin's still in this match. He is as he meets Flash on his way up to the top. But Webster fights him off. Devlin back to the mat. But Jordan managing to get up and bounce off the top rope, crutching Webster on the top there. And now Devlin going up. Oh, God. And the Spanish fly off the top, going for the cover. Oh! Webster kicking out. Ah. But Devlin, super kick. Goes for another cover, but again, Flash managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Oh, very good. I mean, Devlin's impressing me here. Webster showing his heart and determination. I think these guys won't be a miss on 205 Live right now. Nigel McGuinness just said heart and determination. Fuck off. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and now Devlin going up that moonsault. We know he loves to hit. Oh, oh but Morgan Webster rolls inwards out of the way. And he hits the Eaton, hits the Eaton rifle. Webster gets the win. Yes, Flash. Yeah, Flash. <sighs> gets the victory. What a great match that was. What do you think of that our was man? A very exciting match. And yeah, he's he's certainly very impressive as well. I do like the triple suicide dives he done. Top, middle and bottom. Uh, the only thing is I could have done a little bit longer. That's yeah. The only thing, it was over before we knew it, but very, very impressive there. From our man Flash Morgan Webster. We get another point as well. So that's two. Two. Each as he goes through the semi-finals. Well, I think Devlin was great, especially after the shoulder up. Then with a super kick as well. Both men showing what uh, they had in this match. I think he's too much of a Finn Balor wannabe. Yeah. That's, you know, the thing that sets Devlin apart. He's trying to be the next Finn Balor when he should be the third and Devlin. Whereas Flash Morgan Webster is a completely unique character, as you said. Yeah, we've not seen him apart from him in between us, have we? So, I mean, that's impressive. And now Devlin's going to get the hand. Uh, Webster's going to get his hand raised by the referee. There's going to be any respect between him and Devlin. doesn't look that way. But the fans behind Webster and so are we. The only problem with that, though, is unfortunately another guy that's impressed us in the tournament. Zach Gibson is going to have to go. Up against now, Flash Morgan Webster. Well, up next it is Travis Banks versus Ashton Smith. And Ashton Smith beat Joseph Connors to get to this stage. And we've talked about who Travis Banks beat to get here. In a quite shock, I would feel, in Liguero. But we'll find out a little bit more about Travis Banks and Ashton Smith next. Travis Banks, he's 5 foot 8, 190 pound. He is from Auckland, New Zealand. And his signature move is the Kiwi Crusher. And few wrestlers in the world can match the intensity of Travis Banks, the reigning champion of London-based progress wrestling, combining wicked strikes with well-honed scientific wrestling skill. The Kiwi Buzzsaw. I'm sure I've heard the Kiwi Buzzsaw. Is that the Japanese Buzzsaw? The Japanese, yeah, yeah. The Kiwi travelled far and wide to perfect his craft, including training in Japan and a former ECW tra- champion and notorious striker, Mat- Masato Tanaka. 
I love you, Japanese names. Thank you. Masato Tanaka, his combat sports background isn't limited to the squared circle either. Banks has practiced karate, amateur wrestling, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he once represented New Zealand in sumo wrestling at the World Combat Games in Beijing. Whoever stands across the ring from Banks in the WWE UK Championship Tournament is guaranteed to be in for a long night. Well, no more than 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, because that is the... Uh, uh, the first round, but let's not discredit uh, Ashton Smith, you know, because he's six foot two, two hundred and six pounds from Manchester, England, England. Uh, Ashton Smith, and he has no problems pushing the action. The rang, this rangy roughneck is a double tough and extremely athletic, using spring-cooled leaping ability and a deceptive speed to get the best of his opponents whether he must stand toe-to-toe exchanging hard chops or soar above the ring with aerial attacks, Smith is equally equipped. Smith's, Smith's wide-ranging styles has led to tremendous success in the United Kingdom so far. He's won titles in Preston City Wrestling, Insane Championship Wrestling and Future Shock Wrestling, among other organisations. Can Smith attain his greatest achievement yet by winning the WUK tournament and earning the chance to challenge UK champion Pete Dunne at the Royal Albert Hall? I guess we'll find out next. I've got a back, I suppose, Travis Smith in... Travis... No. Ashton Smith in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ashton as well. I think, you know, we've got to go for the British guy in a British tournament. Yeah, I mean, this is... If they want to change it up, call it the Commonwealth tournament. Do you know what I mean? And you can have guys like that. I wasn't happy Drew Gulak was involved, even though he did get eliminated in the first round. I'm not 100% sure about this dude here, Travis Banks. But he seems rough and ready, so it'll be interesting to see him match up, especially if Ashton Smith could pull out a couple of uh, high-flying spots. These are two guys I'm not really sure about, so hopefully they can bring us something that um, is important. And I think the important thing is, as well, one of these guys will be in the semi-final. They will face off with Joe Coffey, who we've seen and was impressive beating Dave Mastiff earlier. And, of course, the final is tonight as well. So these guys... I've got to make sure they're in great shape and can fight through that many matches. You know, three matches to get through to tomorrow night. But here comes Ashton Smith. Apparently, as Nigel McGuinness tells us, Drake Maverick has been guiding the career of Ashton Smith from the very early going. So, this could be impressive. And, oh, I didn't know how small Travis Banks was, bless him. He's tiny, isn't he? Uh, he, he really, he's smaller than the referee. He should put Devlin's head on his shoulders. <laughs> he really should. Well, that was like a mishmash. They're going to shake hands now, though. That's nice. Sign of respect, and we're going to see what happens here. Start off with a good old collar and elbow tie-up. Smith picking up Banks, trying to break it, pushes him away. Dodges down. Cartwheel by Banks, though. And then Banks drops down, drops Smith, goes for the cover. Ashton gets shoulder up at one. One. Now, so, you know, you can't underestimate the Kiwi buzzsaw. He's quick as a hiccup. Exchanging arm drags there. Now, nice leapfrog by Smith and a drop kick. That sends Travis back to the ropes. But Smith's not letting him. Oh, kicks low. Well, maybe he's playing possum a little bit there. Hello, possum. He brought him out, took him down. And now Banks with a kicks to Smith. He's got to try and make up for that size disadvantage. So chopping a tree down. Snapmare take down a kick to the back. A huge chop by Banks, sending Smith down. Smith seems, sis, yeah. Smith seems to be in a bit of shock at the moment. Smith going to the other side, but he can't escape from this at the moment. Yeah, well, Banks is uh, not giving him an inch to move. Snap kick to the back. Goes for a cover. 
Only a one again. One. But as he goes for the arm here, it is nice that um, we are seeing Sasha's half-brother in action in this match. You know, not many people know this. But uh, it's like um, Daddy Dudley, that Daddy Banks, travelled around, went to New Zealand. And spent a bit of time there. Of course, in America with Sasha. And Snoop Dogg's related to him as well. So, you know. And Banks will a knee to Smith. But Smith with a, like a bicycle kick straight to the face of Banks. Oh, Irish whip with Smith coming off. And, of course, uh, Smith, part of the famous Hart Smith family. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget about that. So we've got some generational wrestlers here. And now Smith trying to show a little bit of fire. But for me, this feels a bit kind of tryout match. For the WWE. Yeah, I'll explain more afterwards as Smith misses this. Here comes Banks there. Running uppercut, uppercut Banks rolls through. Oh, but Smith comes running out towards him, gets tripped up and sent into the second turnbuckle. Double drop kick to the back of the head from Banks. Smith managing to kick out. Ah. Well, part of my problem is, look, he needs to work and he's got an upper body a little bit. You, you can't really be that frame. If you've got that frame, you kind of need the, the muscle to go with it, if you know what I mean. If you look at someone like Ricochet or even Travis yeah. Banks, for that height, you, you've got to kind of be that build. Where Smith can. And the way the match is going, I think Smith's going to pull this one out because Banks has been in control. And Smith with a lariat off the second rope. Looking for the cover, but Banks rolls to the outside. Very well, that was a little bit rough as well. And Smith now looking on. I think I'd be least impressed with him as well. He's trying to show fire, but not seen it yet. Here he comes now, Smith. There's some little things like that, though, isn't it? Now the carpet's out. Didn't really land on him properly. Throws him back in. Banks is falling Devlin like we talked about. Smith picks him up. Oh, but Banks is fighting out. Clothesline ducked. Super kick. Takes down Banks. Goes to the cover, but Banks managing to kick out. Uh, yeah, I know he's trying to do that kind of, oh, I can't believe it, but that's really good. And it, his trunks as well just seem a bit disjointed, you know what I mean? Gold knee pads, black trunks, and what's this, this pants about? At least with Devlin, I kind of get it. Exactly, runs in. So Smith runs in with a oh, knee. Oh, he's done a mojo. Oh, you deserve that. You deserve that if you try that. Go on, Banks. Put away. German suplex there. Bridges out. Goes for cover. Oh. oh. Smith just managing to kick out. Oh. How dare he? He deserves everything. That's it. Straight right hand. Straight forearms. Elbows. Everything. Oh, big elbow shot to the jaw. Oh. So am I correct in thinking that... Um, Banks is the only non-British guy left in this tournament now. Yep, and Smith looks to make a comeback. Banks dodges him, though. Hits him with a beautiful second rope kick. Now he's going to look, pick him up. Slams him down. One, two, three. Yes! Yes! <laughs> well, you try that. It doesn't work. Smith, not impressed with you at all. Banks, uh... Not bad. Needs more work. Jaw is out there. Yeah, we need to see him in action. Unfortunately, <laughs> he goes against Joe Coffey in the semi-finals. That's going to be a bit of a size mismatch. I, I didn't like it, but I don't have a go at it too much. Dan, what were your thoughts? Um, out of the four, it's probably my worst match so far. Even the two big guys. I mean, you know, even that was full of a few faults, but you kind of get what they was going for. This, it just seemed... 
It seemed like a tryout. It seemed to go through the, the motions of what they do rather than actually telling the story in this. And when a, when a victory comes out of nowhere in a match, <laughs> it, it kind of means that there's no kind of build-up to it or plan, which I think is a shame. I think they could have done a little bit more. Uh, we'll be looking out for that finisher now in the next round. I think he's got a good build, not a bad look. I think with Smith, it, for me, it's not going to work out. Work on a bit of muscle mass. Decide what you want to do. Uh, but I think enough is enough. We have got our semi-final lineup, Dan. We have indeed, and that is Zach Gibson going against our man Flash Morgan Webster. And on the other side, it is Joel Coffey versus Travis Banks. So those for one of those four men will challenge Pete Dunne tomorrow night for the UK title, and we'll bring you that on our second part of the podcast. So up next, we're going to get a special match. It's the number one contenders triple threat match for the NXT Women's title. It's Tony Storm versus Killer Kelly versus Isla Dawn. And the winner will face Shania Baszler tomorrow night. All right, so here we go. Tony Storm coming out here. Now, anybody that doesn't know Tony Storm, she competed in the May Young Classic last year. She's only 22 years old from Auckland, New Zealand. But I saw something fascinating with her recently. Uh, Viper, who we saw in the May Young Classic as well, had a BBC documentary about her uh, called um, Fight Like a Girl. Basically following Viper around her tour of the UK and then going to Japan as well. Uh, and the thing is, Tony Storm was wrestling Viper out there. And we get to see them living together and who Tony Storm's kind of her character as well. And she came across really well in this and so did Viper. I'm really looking forward to the May Young Classic. We know about them, but we don't know about the other two. So, Dan, tell me a little bit about Killer Kelly. Everything. Tell me about her. Her date of birth is unknown. Her nationality is Portuguese. She's had three matches, none on pay-per-view. Well, we'll see what happens with Kidder Kelly. Like I say, 26 years old. We'll keep an eye on her. Not a lot about her, but there is a lot about Isla Dawn or Courtney Stewart. She's a Scottish pressure wrestler, and she uh, had a history in dancing prior to become a wrestler. She credits this background for her ability to smoothly transfer into professional wrestling. She made her in-ring debut as Courtney wrestling on December 21st, 2013, defeating Nikki Storm. Anyway, this match has started. So we'll get on to this quickly. Isla Dawn and Killer Kelly taking down Tony Storm. And Tony Storm trying to fight out. So like we said, triple threat match. The winner facing Shania Basler tomorrow night. Killer, Killer Kelly's in a little bit of trouble. She catches Tony Storm and Isla Dawn. DDT combination. And she was trained by... There is Isla Dawn, who nearly got the cover on Killer Kelly. She was trained by Michael Whiplash, Tommy End, who, and of course, Damien Icono, who we know is Big Damo. Nice uppercut by Dawn. She's been around a while in ICW, winning Women's Championship. Also been around the United States as well. Combat Zone Wrestling, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Now, of course, part of WWE. I think Tony Storm's going to be the one for me in this one. I've got a feeling that she looks like the real one's impressive, trying to take down Killer Kelly. And now Dawn trying to suplex Kelly. Kelly blocking it. And now Tony Storm out the ring. Like I said, we haven't seen her at the moment, but a nice suplex there by Kelly. Oh, my God. Maybe that's why she called her killer. She's got in a cravat and now working her knees to Dawn. Well, if you go to Killer Kelly's Instagram page, she's got a shitload of pictures on there. She's wrestled in Frankfurt, looks like. Wrestled against some men. <laughs> to me, Killer Kelly looks like the uh, 
what's happening a lot recently, and that's the UFC-style women with a gum shield in and all this that, and the other. And I think it's just getting boring now. There's just too many of them in that gubbins. Tony Storm, she looks completely different. You know, she's uh, her own unique character. Well, she's faced, I tell you something, she's faced Tony Storm a lot. A lot of fights in Germany, a couple in London against Tony Storm, so they know each other well. And Tony Storm's basically fighting a two-on-one handicap match at this moment in time. And Dawn and Kelly beating up Storm. Suplex time. Snap suplex, rolls through with a cover. Kelly catches this and kicks her in the back. And now Dawn getting caught with the forearms. That's probably one of the more annoying things about watching women's wrestling as well. Their hair's all over the shop. If they're going to have, you know, their hair long, tie it back. I, su- I suppose, but, you know, sometimes it's good for effect, isn't it, when they get hit with a punch and the hair whips back. That's quite cool but sometimes. Can... But look, look at the length of her hair. Well, Dawn's down at the moment. Oh, my God, she might be out. Well, Kelly's just killed her. Well, what a kick by killer. She doesn't need to go outside. Dawn's down. Leave her alone. Well, she sees her as a more easy target. She's going to throw her back in the ring to pin her. Oh, no, wait a minute. Tony, Tony Storm's up. Yeah, there was a kick to her. Fucking hell, a snap German suplex. She's got a storm. A storm drop. Oh, my God. You could call it a storm breaker with that one there. But Tony wins. Uh, good news, bad news situation here. Situation. Good news, Storm does beat Killer Kelly and Isla Dawn become number contender. Unfortunately for her, she has to face now the most dangerous woman in WWE in Shania Baza tomorrow night. So she might have just signed her own death sentence. Dawn is not happy with defeat. But I think we're quite impressive. What do you think of the match? I thought it was over before it done any harm. It wasn't a terrible match. It was, uh, you know, it was just a standard triple threat match. I think, you know, it's good to throw in these little matches as well to treat the UK crowd, you know, a number one contenders match with... Three relative unknowns in NXT and Shayna Baszler's standing there and she's just smirking at her new challenger. She's not got a cigarette in her face, uh, in her mouth. She's just looking on and saying what an easy victory it will be tomorrow night. I didn't mind that. Like I say, Tony Storm's a real star out of the three. But the Queen of Spades is full of confidence right now. I still don't think she should be champion personally, but that's just my... Honest opinion. We'll argue about that tomorrow when they do face off. So it will be Tiny Storm versus Baszler as we carry on the UK tournament. Oh, heck. Well, uh, NXT is UK. Is championship tournament. Oh, here comes Triple H. Have a few words. Meet and greet the crowd. Oh, here comes the general manager, old Johnny S. How well produced the WWE program is and yet Triple H has got a bit of paper that still says the dates. Well, the amount of promos yeah. that Triple H must have delivered <laughs> since, what, 96? But I, I'm still it doesn't really excite me. Is that bad to say? I know nobody's going crazy about it, it's the UK, but it's still British independence, you know what I mean? Well, James, we don't know who's coming up next in this tournament, but we do know who is coming up next in this tournament. Well, it is our pick, Flash, Morgan Webster, the mod father. In mod, we trust in the UK Championship Tournament, WWE, NXT, on the WNR, from James and me. So it's time. Yes, it is. Flash Morgan Webster. Can he go through to the finals? Uh, Monster stands in his way. Zach Gibson looks so impressive 
in the first match of the night against Jack Gallagher. So this could be interesting. I would say Webster took a bit more punishment in this match. I think it would be fair. So tonight, it's going to be difficult, but I can back our man. Well, he calls himself Liverpool's number one, but I don't know if I agree with that. And this is a definitely a clash of styles in this one. Gibson with a more technical style. Well, one might say it's a styles clash. I would say it was a styles clash, and there should be an interesting matchup for uh, for each man as we get ready for semi-final action. Of course, the time limit has changed now as well. It's a 30-minute time limit. But I'd have to say that Flash Morgan Webster's match was over a lot quicker. Yes. So, you know, he's had a bit more time to rest, even though Gibson's match was first. Well, and a very know. stern handshake yeah. there. Gibson didn't want to release it, but, you know, he's just playing mind games over the much smaller Morgan Webster. But Flash straight out with a running knee. Go on, son. Go on. And he's going to try to take Gibson down. Gibson runs away from him. Well, he's in serious trouble. But Flash is moving at the speed of light. Go on, Flash. Take him out. Well, he's all over Zach Gibson here. Well, I say Gibson beat and gentlemen Jack to get to this point oh my god let's just call the action because it's going to be over Webster Hurricane Rana as he runs around the outside of the ring apron throws Gibson back in the ring and now Webster going up top come on son oh drop kick from the top beautiful goes for the cover one two, two oh Gibson managing to kick out uh-huh. and now Gibson showing up sorry Webster showing a fire. We didn't know he was in him. Here we go again. It's going to spin him round. We're looking for that guillotine of his. Oh. He gets caught by Gibson, who just pummels Morgan Webster down now. Well, he sent him into that top turnbuckle like a javelin. And the turnbuckle was a javelin catcher. And now Gibson with the uppercuts. And now working on the body. And he's not happy that Webster started this off so quickly. Now he's working with the forearms. Brings him out in the corner. Clotheslines him down. And now he's going to try and get the... Oh, no. I thought he was going to try and go for those shankly gates. But he's trying a different submission. Send him to sleep. Well, again, it's putting pressure on that shoulder. <laughs> well, if he gives him stand up. Everybody stand up. Even blocking the camera. Webster being told this is your, this is what you get. If the fans chant against Gibson, he's going to beat Webster up more. But Flash now with the kicks... But as soon as he tries saying, Zach stops him. And he's going to get the shank. Turns it round. No. No. Webster going between the legs. Managing to escape it for now. Rolls over Gibson, who's coming, charging in. Goes down low. Oh, springboard corkscrew moonsault. Goes so for the cover. No. Gibson managing to kick out. Oh. Well, that was a close one there. Definitely more high stakes than this one. Webster's got hold. Gibson's arm twists it. Going to try that. Splash again, but Gibson blocks. Big elbow from Webster. Knocks Gibson out of the ring. Oh, was the eating rifle that Webster was trying. And now Webster going to go flying like he did earlier. Hey. He's gone bottom. He's going to go middle. Well, the arm hurts, but he's still going to try it. Here he goes. Back in the ring. Through the middle. Oh. Gets caught. And Gibson's got him. That's like a twisting suplex there. Both men crashing down onto the entranceway. Well, there's no mats there, so how... I mean, how thick is that sheeting there, Dan? 
Well, it is bare millimetres thick, James. It's, there's no protection whatsoever on that entranceway ramp. Referee's already up to five, and he's counting. No, not like this. Come on, Flash. Run into the ring. Run, Barry. Run. <laughs> Run, Morgan. Run. Referee up to nine. Oh. Just in the nick of time, but it goes straight into them Shankly gates. Oh, Webster's call. Webster taps. Oh, for fuck's sake, just like that. And how dangerous is Zach Gibson look with that submission? And look how easy he tapped out again. Gallagher tapped out quick, and so did our man Flash Morgan, Morgan Webster. Well, Jay, you've let the fucking in-betweeners down. You fucking let us down, yeah. So we only get a point. Two. We get two points two. for that in the end. Unfortunately, not through to the finals. And nor will he win it. So that's our participation out. But what did you think of that match, Dan? I thought it was a bit short. It was uh, over a bit too quickly. You know, there wasn't as much precision as there was before in the last couple of matches we've seen these two guys in. I don't know. It just seemed a bit rushed. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, less than a five-minute match, my reckoning there. I mean, so that was a bit disappointing, especially when we had such high hopes for this one. I think they could have pulled out something special, but Gibson goes through, and, and with that, he might be in a really strong position now because both his matches, he's not really taken a lot of punishment, has he? It's not gone that long, so he can sit now, rest, and let uh, Joe Coffey and Travis Banks file it out and know that he's got a place in the final. So it's all up for grabs here, but yeah, a little bit of a disappointment. Let's hope uh, Coffey and Banks... Can be better, but again, there's a size disadvantage there. I don't know uh, how they're going to tell that story. But after all that speech with Triple H, yeah, semi-final over and done with there. Right, so here we go. Joe Coffey's out here. We've seen Travis Banks make their way to the ring. We're going to get this match started right now. So the bell rings in this one. It's Joe Coffey and Travis Banks. Now, who are you backing in this one, Dan? My choice of drink is tea, and I don't like Sasha Banks. So I'm going to go for... It's going to be an interesting one. Like I say, matchup is uh, completely different to anything we've seen. But, uh, I mean, Banks has got to be at least a foot shorter than Joe Coffey and maybe £100. But he does spring around there. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I always like the underdog. So I think mean, Travis Banks can keep an eye on him. Plus, I hate the green and white or Joe Coffey. It might be an underdog story if Banks does make it through to the final. Oh, enough slap there on Joe Coffey, but that might have angered the big man. Coffey with a forearm, and now Banks with the combinations. Forearms and the punches, but gets turned around the corner. And now the knife edge chops to the right hand by Coffey. Oh, throws him against the ropes, but kick to the chest. And he's getting a better response against uh, the shot. Well, he's getting a better response with the shoulder box as he did when he was going against Mastiff. Well, this is the thing. He's definitely got the power advantage there, and Banks thought he could be clever. But just got run into, sent to the back. I mean, this is a surprise semi-final. I wouldn't have picked Joe Coffey and Travis Banks to make it to this part here. Maybe the last one, yeah, Zach Gibson and our man Webster. This one might be a surprise. And there's going to be a surprise in the final as Coffey now picks up Banks. Double underhook and he's just spinning him round. Suplexes him over. Well, he goes for the cover. Banks, though, powering out at two. Two. Maybe all the power he's got left in his body. But overconfidence might be an issue in this one if Joe thinks that Banks is just a weakling. But he's showing respect for his offence. You know, just booting him in the corner. Looks like Banks trying to catch his breath back. Nice forearms by Coffey, but 
Banks out the corner now with the chops. Yeah, Banks is fighting back with some chops of his own. Bouncing off the rope. Sunset flip rolls through. But Coffee picks the leg. He's got him in a half Boston. And he's trying to turn him. No, he just sits down on him there. There we go. And now he's got it in in the middle of the ring. And I don't think Travis can move with Coffee's body weight. He's going to try. Banks manages to make it to the bottom rope. Delivers a knee to the back of Banks, though. A bit of overconfidence with Joe there with a submission. Just letting Banks get out of it. Using him as a plaything at the moment. Now he's got his arm. And now Banks, Banks getting his own arms used against him. As Joe's tied him up. A very innovative way. As he's jumping up to deliver as well. Well, they can't be defended. But Banks turning round. No. No, Coffee rolls through and uh, puts a move back on him. Yep, sends Banks down on his knees now. Oh, my God. Now that knee used to the wrench to the back. So he pushes back. He's getting hurt with his own arms. And then a knee. So is potentially three matches in one night too much? I think it would have been had it not been for that last semi-final match. Now three matches don't seem that bad because, like you say, Gibbs has only wrestled, what, 15, 20 minutes. It's not been that crazy. If it had been all drawn-out matches, you might have thought, yeah, do the semi-final and the final tomorrow then. Do you know what I mean? Or something like this. Have the quarterfinals in the first round on the first night. Or do it like that even. And now Coffey is taking Banks out of submission and now just pummeling him. And this has slowed right down. I don't think there's a lot of Travis Banks, but is he getting fired up now? Fighting back with the chops. Coffey pushes him off and Joe back in. Joe back in? Travis back in, booting down Joe. Oh, and a flurry of chops from Banks. Follows it up with a super kick to the head. Coffey rolls to the outside. And now here comes Travis Banks. Bang, oh! Running kick there. Takes out Coffey. Well, the Kiwi. Can he make it through to the final? He's the only non-English left. And he hits the Shining Wizard on Coffee. Goes for the cover. One, two. Coffee just managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Maybe that was Banks' best shot. He's looking to make a statement here tonight. And Joe's getting to his feet. Pop up, uppercut by Coffee. Oh, and just like a Superman dive there. Hands out. Sends Banks all the way back to the corner. Joe Flexes, back in. Yeah. Running splash. Oh, goes for a second one. But Banks managing to get the feet up. Pop-up power slam. Banks managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Travis showing his toughness, but looks like Coffey's going to look for that deadlift German. Banks trying to block it. Oh. Oh, gets planted. Banks managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Now Coffey's expended all that energy trying to take out Banks, being a bigger man. He might have blown himself up, the old rope dope But you can see the marks on Banks' chest with the chops. Oh, now the arm, bar, the arm pads, the elbow pads come off now. So that lariat could be hit. I think Banks realising it and Coffee slapping himself in the face. Banks up one side, Coffee up the other. The crowd get behind them. Oh, looking for that lariat, uh, discus lariat. But Banks coming in with a double kick and a double foot stomp to the chest. Rolls him up to... Oh! oh. Coffee just managing to kick out. Uh-huh. That was a last second shoulder up there. And Banks getting frustrated, but you can see why he's called the Kiwi Buzzsaw. He's chopping through Joe. And now he can't pick him up, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he's going to attempt it anyway. Well, this is how we put away Ashton Smith, but I don't think he can pick up Coffee. He's got him up. No, it's just too much. The lower back had been injured earlier. Has too much damage. 
And now Banks struggling to get to his feet. Back elbow to Bank and Rope up the top. Spring ball cross body. But Travis Banks moved out. Coffee hit nothing but canvas. And now Banks lower back injured and all. He can maybe try again. No, Coffee there with a big chop. He goes running now. Again looking for the lariat but blocked by Banks' boot. Travis rolls up. Coffee he gets him. <laughs> gets him in a surprise roll up victory. Wow. And out of nowhere nearly almost. Again, out of nowhere again. The second time that Travis Banks has pulled a victory out of nowhere. Taken out the big man. Nice exchange towards the end. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? It, I think it was better than the last semi-final match. It was, uh, I don't know, it seemed a bit more on pulse. It seemed, you know, like these two guys I was working together, they was a bit more fluid. There was less hiccups. And, yeah, you know, what better way to get a surprise victory than... The way Banks did. Yeah. Uh, and the thing I like about it as well is, it's like I said, the ending of the match. Hearts back to their first uh, quarterfinal matches where, you know, say Banks put, uh, let me see, Banks put Smith away with the, the, the kind of finish. He tried that on Coffee. Coffee obviously had that scouted. He blocked it, tried again to try and hit the lariat, and Banks knew this and rolled him up. So, you know, fair play. A guy, the Kiwi, the non-Englishman, is through to the final of the UK tournament. Oh! Well, he ain't getting much further than that because Coffee's just hit him from behind. Bit frustrated and a bit wound up of the way he lost the match. I bet Gibson is rubbing his hands backstage. Right into that shoulder. We all know what Gibson's submission move he likes to use. Hart and Coffee push referee out of the way. He's still not finished. Lariat there. Discus Lariat from Coffee. Well, he's made a statement. Well, the Iron King has sent a message to the entire UK roster. He's not to be rest- messed with. But Travis Banks, even though it doesn't look like it now, is a real winner. And he faces Zach Gibson. In the final, if he can beat. I mean, if he can't, then I guess that will be a bye. And we'll see Gibson versus Dunn tomorrow night. And is he is he finished? Come on, referee. No one likes a sore loser. Well, what a threesome that is there. You know, not only are we introduced to the first ever United Kingdom champion, Tyler Bate, but your pick in the United Kingdom tournament and his tag team partner in Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and then the man at this moment in time, isn't it, really? He is the man that this tournament is all about, pretty much. Face him for the United Kingdom Championship. It is Pete Dunne. So Pete Dunne's going to be in action in six-man tag team. But, of course, like I said, he awaits the winner of Zach Gibson versus Travis Banks later tonight. <laughs> and we've got a little pose together. That's cool. <laughs> that looks good. The thing is, the bait and Dunne wars are even... Mustache too sweeting. Well, mustache too sweeting. I mate and Dunn had, you know, they gained respect for each other. You know, they might not be friends outside, but in the ring, they got the respect in how they work. And Bate doesn't look a star. And Dunn, he's not the prettiest of superstars, but by God, is he talented? You know, I can't say enough good things about Pete Dunn. And yes, for fuck's sake, these ain't even fucking British. <laughs> for fuck's sake. It's the undisputed era, baby! Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Jordan, your NXT North American champion, Adam Cole. 
And what a cool uh, little thing they're doing as well with the Unstuted Era. Why are you just being a cunt for? <laughs> I've been away and I've loved Unstuted Era. I've been watching all their stuff. Yeah, let's see Tag Team Champions. Look at Carla Riley playing it. What a great match this should be. Well, I think Mario Ronaldo's right. I don't think the Unstuted Era like British people because Riley and Strong retain against Birch and Lorkin. And now they're going against Mustache Mountain and Pete Dunne. Look at Pete Dunne. He wants a piece of Roger Strong because he turned his back. Fuck it hell. The response for Adam Cole there as well. Yeah, let's not forget. Roger Strong turned on Pete Dunne. NEC TakeOver. To cost him the tag team title. So there's unfinished business there. Done the UK champion. Called Seven and Bait looking on as well. So we're going to start things off with Bait and O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly with a side headlock. Bait blocks him off. Gets knocked down by the shoulder block. Leapfrog now. Attempt. No. Went for the arm drag. Deep arm drag by Tyler Bait. And the thing about Bait, he's been so young, you know, 20 years old now. He's going to, in a weird way, he's going to grow into his body and, you know, become, he's not even in his prime yet. He, he, arguably, he's, he's 10 years off his prime, you know what I'm saying? When the wrestler really gets there, you know, 30, 31, 32. Being so young and just to kind of wrestle a bit like Bates got. But I ride to his credit, not as good, but he's got American style like we've seen before. Trying to go for the armbar. Bates trying to turn it into a pin, only getting like a one. One. Bait with a deep arm drag takedown, trying to lock up O'Reilly. There's a bit of animosity between Dan and the undeserving era. So say an unfinished business between the two. And Seven and Bait would love an opportunity and actually tag team titles if they've got a chance. And Strong tags himself in now. After O'Reilly dragged Bait to the to their corner. And you know you're not going to see Adam Cole in this match until one of them's been beaten down enough. Bait managing to push Strong off, but not for long. Oh, um. Dunn gets tagged in. <laughs> this is Strong's worst nightmare. Oh, big right hand. Clocks him and drops him to the mat. And now Pete Dunn, he's got Strong in the corner. He's stomping the mat. Oh, I'm walking it dry. And the fans absolutely love it. Pete Dunn's showing the aggressive side. Dodges down, leapfrogs Roderick Strong and again runs the ropes. And Dunn follows it all up with a big clothesline, taking down Strong. Oh, now this is where Pete Dunn becomes his best. Joint manipulation. And Strong asked for help, and now all the men in now. <laughs> that was absolutely picture perfect. The left hand went up in the air, and they just clocked all three members of the Undisputed Era with a big right. And you got to love that. And the intelligence of Mustache Mountain teamed with Pete, the bruiserweight Dunn. Strong back in, gets taken down by drop toe hold by Dunn. And now he's got the legs of Strong. And British wrestlers getting a chance. Yeah, you're damn right about that. Oh, and Dunn just drives down on the legs of Strong. Now comes Trent Seven. I've always been a fan of Seven because he's felt like myself. I think I'm in better shape than Trent Seven. I'm going to say that now. Strong kicking Trent. I'm the Tyler Bate to your Trent Seven, ain't I? (laughs) (laughs) And now Adam Cole's in. Oh, only because Trent Seven's been beaten down. And the fans absolutely love him. He's stomping the mud hole and walking it dry. No, he's not. And he's bringing out Trent Seven. It's almost like he knows he was your pick as he chops him. Well, at Trent Seven, he's just completely unresponsive to the chops, delivers one of his own and just cuts him from inside. Go on, hit him harder, Seven. <laughs> hit him all. Hit him all, Trent. That's my pick right there. Oh. Bang, plants him with a DDT. I'll have to go for a chop. Cole thought he dodged it by dropping his head. 
And now Trent Seven, baby! Oh, he's just been kicked in the head by Adam Cole. Now Riley distracting the referee. Strong's got seven. Sends him into Barry Cade. And this is what the undisputed era are good at. And now Dunn coming around. Referee saying, come on, guys. And Adam Cole with a big right hand. Adam Cole sends Trent Seven to the corner. Now it's a triple team by undisputed era. So Riley with the knees. Quick tags in. Now it's Roger Strong. He's known as the backbreaker. He's with a chop. So Riley with the kicks. Adam Cole just looking on. And now Strong mocking Trent. Trent responds with a chop, but Strong kicks him down. And now he's mocking Pete Dunn. That was a mistake. Referee stops him. And even Bates saying to Dunn, come on now. And they cut the ring off. And here comes Adam Cole. Oh, he runs into a boot with Trent Seven. Now Trent fighting out the corner. Adam Cole into the top turnbuckle. O'Reilly gets a tag in. And he boots off Tyler Bate. Tries to forearm Pete Dunn. Turns back into Trent Seven now. Going to suplex him. Oh, Seven plants him. Oh, Trent managing to reverse that. Now can he finally get the hot tag to Pete Dunn? O'Reilly's got strong and here comes Pete Dunn with a hot tag. Bang, forearm, strong's down. And the second one. And now with a combination, Strong doesn't know where it's coming from with Pete Dunn. Backed up in the corner. If this is a boxer match, it'll be over now. The fans on their feet. Strong Irish whip, but he reverses. Dunn dives over, though. Step up in Seguri. And Strong, though, turns him round. German suplex. Dunn lands on his feet. Oh, delivers a kick to the back of the head of Strong. Adam Cole drops him inside out onto Strong. Goes for a cover. One, two. Oh, but Strong managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Bruiser weight chance. And yeah, he's been on fire, baby. But he just ran into the knee from Strong. The step up kick. And now the Strong slam. No reverse by an arm drag. Bate gets a tag in. He dodges Roger Strong. Picks up Kyle O'Reilly. Exploder into Strong in the corner. Adam coming up on his corner. Spins him round. Oh, my God. Look how strong Tyler Bate is. He's got Adam Cole on his shoulders. He's got Roger Strong. He can't swing them both. Oh, my God. It's a double swing. Well, have you ever seen double swing before? I haven't, no. Yeah, that just shows the power of Tyler Bate. Tags in Pete Dunn. And what a match this has been. And now Tyler Driver has got him up for that. Wow, what a devastating finish between these two. And O'Reilly was in there just in the nick of time to break it up. Well, Dunn sends O'Reilly out. And now here comes Pete Dunn. Oh, and Strong with a drop kick as Dunn was coming towards him. Tags in Adam Cole because obviously the opponent's down. And now it's Adam Cole with Pete Dunn. Brain bust onto the knee. Goes for the cover. Oh, Dunn managing to kick out. Oh. Because Dunn looked like he was recovering. Adam Cole had to get out of dodge. Oh, my God. Kyle O'Reilly got the tag in low. Booted Dunn at the cover. As soon as his shoulder came up, he turned it into an armbar. Well, he's got that cross-arm breaker on, but Dunn's trying to fight out. He's got it worked into a triangle now. It looks like O'Reilly's humping the head of Pete. And now Dunn's struggling, but he's got the shoulders down. Turns through, releasing the submission. Here comes O'Reilly in. O'Reilly bounces up and responds with a spinning elbow. But gets caught with a kick to the face. And now is it better end time? No, O'Reilly hangs on with a guillotine. And Dunn 
Might be passing out here. He's trying to punch the midsection. And now he's carrying the body weight of O'Reilly. Bate wants a tag. Tags in Bate. <laughs> he goes up to the second. Drops the knee across the head of O'Reilly. Alan Cole goes for the kick. Bate moves. Oh! oh makes seven slap Bate. Step up in Seguri from Dunn. Strong's in. Oh, Plant's I don't, done. I don't know if that's the end of heartache, but hey. Bate! Yeah! We see the Tyler bounce. Oh, my God. And O'Reilly just jumps on Bate. Bate powers him up. Plants him to the mat. Oh, my word. <laughs> well, that was a very fast and furious exchange between these five guys and Adam Cole. Well, this match has been great for the offset, and it just shows you what the British wrestler can do and what Undisputed Era do bring as well. I mean, you know, credit where it's due and Adam Cole. Exactly. Well, this is a new NXT. And now Seven looking for a tag. Trent's in. So's Roddy. Roddy's looking for the knee. Trent ducks it. Goes for the slap. Ripcord clothesline. Turns strong inside out. One, One two. two. Oh. oh, but strong just managing to kick out. Uh. Oh, look. Adam Cole comes in with his title. What a fucking melt. Yeah, but Seven steps on it. Stopping it. Oh, it leaves the opportunity to strong to hit the knee. So Adam Cole can get in. He tags in O'Reilly, so he's legal as well for five seconds. <clears throat> Riley with a kick. Strong with a forearm. O'Reilly with a knee. Adam Cole with a kick. Going for the cover. Pete Dunn saves it, though. Pulls him off. Adam Cole just kicked the face of Trent Seven. And then he elbowed Pete Dunn, but Pete Dunn just shook it off. <laughs> Hit him as hard as he can. Oh, here <laughs> comes Dunn. Oh, Moonsault off the second rope to the outside, taking out Strong and Cole. Yep, so that's two-thirds of the Undisputed Era. It's just O'Reilly left with seven. I feel like I can see Bate getting up on the apron. Oh, oh seven turns O'Reilly inside out. <laughs> and now he's got O'Reilly up on his shoulders. Oh, but O'Reilly blocks it with a knee, sends seven back. He tags in Bate. <laughs> yeah! Oh, clothesline! And then a suplex over. One, two, two three. three. <laughs> yes. Wow. What a finisher that was. And what a match. What an enjoyable match that was. That would be great. Well, this, this just, sorry. sorry right, go on. This just goes to show how much talent the British wrestlers have got. Not only performing in a match, but carrying Adam Cole's weak ass. <laughs> you know, Roderick Strong done all right. O'Reilly done all right. But Adam Cole, he's just a fucking melt. <clears throat> I think it's great that we can see a match like this on the network. And I think if you let them go, like I've always said, the six, uh, a, a free, a team kind of tag team title, do you know what I mean? Like a free, free team. I don't know what you're trying to say, six man tag team match. That would really make sense for me because you see fantastic teams like these or people like the Shield or Wyatt's. And then you can get the odd combinations as well with three man teams. And your question is can three great individuals beat a great team? And I know seven and eight are a, a tag team and I know Dunn is UK champion but to beat the Undisputed Era sends a huge statement not only to well, to the people in the UK tournament but also the NXT uh, roster oh, and it's, it's just been announced that Mustache Mountain get a NXT tag team title shot as well well deserved because you know they did pin one half of the tag team champions well it's been a great episode today 
But with the lineup now, like you said, Mustache Mountain versus John Spute Era tag team titles. You've got Basler versus Tony Storm for the women's title. We know Pete Dunne's going to either face Banks or Gibson tomorrow night in the final as well. So it's two cracking shows. But speaking of the UK tournament, we go backstage. It looks like um, Banks is being taped up. Gibson is just working out, ready for this match. Each man have fought twice already tonight and we're going to tell you their paths to the UK title tournament final. Oh, here comes Shawn Michaels. Do you know, Dan, he thinks he's cute, but... He knows he's sexy. He knows he's sexy, yeah, he's got the looks. He had the first match here in the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, that's nice by Shawn. He does look a bit like a dad now. He's had his hair cut, but I think the filling on the top was a bit too much and it was time and Shawn having another match... It would be great to see him, but again, he seems happy doing what he's doing. He's nearly fallen out of the ring there, but he's fine. You know, it's, it's HBK, isn't it? But we are focused on the UK title tournament right now. And, you know, NXT UK is going to be great, but that's something we're going to look at in the future. We're going to focus on the now. So how did Travis Banks get here? Well, Dan, I'll tell you. He beat Leguero in quite a surprise first round match. And then, of course, in quarterfinal action tonight, he beat Ashton Smith. Joe Coffey, with that surprise pinfall, now he faces Zach Gibson. And how did Zach Gibson get here, you asked, James? How did Zach Gibson get here, Dan? Well, I'll tell you. He beat Amir Jordan in the first round. In the quarterfinals, he beat gentleman Jack Gallagher. Yep, and then he beat our man, Flash Morgan Webster, in the semifinals on to face Travis Banks. So we've got the underdog versus the, he calls himself Liverpool's finest. Stand up if you hate Zach Gibson. He's not been the most pop, he's not been the most popular man, but he could open the sh- and close the show here tonight. Well, he is. He's opening and closing the show tonight, but could he be winning each time? Hmm. We've seen how dangerous Shankly Gates have been here tonight. He's won all his matches by submission so far. And with that injured arm, I mean, is that just a massive target with Travis Banks? Should he warn it or not? Well, it's a bullseye on his arm, but, you know, if anything can help Travis Banks, it's a bit of tape. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it just shows him exactly where it's injured as well. It's interesting that the UK tournament, like I said, Kiwi in the final, or a Scouser, so we actually have no British representative in the... It's bad, isn't it? That is indeed, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Have we got an American referee as well? Yeah, exactly, yeah. We've got the dancing referee. But it is, who will be the winner of the second United Kingdom tournament? Who are you going to back, James? Are you carrying on with your underdog story? I've got to say, yeah. I mean, I didn't think he stood a chance against Joe Coffey. But right now, you know, yeah, he's injured. But will Zach Gibson be overconfident? I'm going to say he is, yeah. I'm going to back my man. What about you, Dan? I'm going to go against the closest to an English man we have... In this final. And I'm going to go with Travis Banks. <laughs> <laughs> so neither of us want Zach Gibson to win this match. He's given the eyes to Travis Banks. Forget about them. It's me and you, mate. I'm going to fucking hurt you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to rip your arm out of its socket. He turned Irish. He turned Irish. Banks offering the hand to Gibson. Gibson saying no. I'm going to take your other hand. I'm going to take your whole fucking arm. Well, he wants the opportunity for tomorrow night against Pete Dunne. 
Right, so here we go. It is what it's been all about today on this episode. It is the final. It's Gibson versus Banks. And both men starting off. We know that Banks has got the injury, but he's been super tough tonight. And Gibson's saying, don't listen to them. Just worry about me in this one. But the fans have helped Banks. Here we go. Colin elbow tie-up to start. Banks has been outmatching every single one of his outings here tonight. Gibson straight away going for that bad arm. It's the left arm that's heavily bandaged and Banks struggling to go to the ropes. But with no time limit, Gibson could take his time. Now Banks is turned. I mean, he's changed his stance now to kind of southpaw, southpaw style. He's trying to go for that Shankly Gates early on, or he's just trying to work on the arm, really. But we've seen the tenacity of Banks. If he gets a cheeky roll up, we might be able to pull this one out of thin air. And now we're going to see which way it's going to go because Banks doesn't want to go forward with that bad arm. He worked the kicks. The kicks have been successful. Could knot up a hamstring there. They go behind Tate down, and Banks showing his bit of strength there, managing to get it. Well, he's uh, he's trying to get a bit of separation in between him and his bad arm. But now he's turned round onto it. Side headlock, and as soon as he does that, because it's weak, he can turn it round. That was a mistake there by Travis. And a big chop sends Gibson onto his ass. Well, Gibson didn't approach standing up. Because I hate Gibson. Gibson back in, banks up in the corner, grabs his arm. And Travis now fighting off. He's just unloading everything he's got. Maybe he wants to finish as early like uh, Flash Morgan Webster tried. Indeed, yes. My sources say to me that Webster has an injury as well. That's why he tried to put Gibson away so early. That's why you know, we wondered. Otherwise, I'm sure there'd been a different man in him. And Gibson goes to the outside. Feeling in his chest. Now on the outside, Gibson with a forearm. What happens if both these men gets counted out? That I don't know. Maybe be triple threat match tomorrow or another arrangement could be in place. Maybe have another tournament tomorrow night. <laughs> Start again. Yeah. Well, but Gibson's looking to end this here. I think it's referee's discretion, really, what he deems fit. Thanks for the kicks. Two or three, but... Got caught, and that arm went straight off the barricade. And now again, Gibson just working over that left arm. Throws oh. him shoulder first into the steel steps of that hammerlock. Well, there's no protection there, and that might be broken. And then maybe he's got to start thinking about the rest of his career rather than just this night. It is the biggest match of his life, but he's got to fight on. Look at Gibson smirking. No, James hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile on his face because he knows... This match is all but in the bag. He's been so impressive here tonight. Very dangerous man is Zach Gibson. And now Gibson stomping in the corner, brings him out. Now looking to work on that strapping. So any protection will be null and void. Now he straddles Gibson. Big right hands. Got a cover across, but only managed to get a two. Two. And now back up again with that arm. Now Gibson turning the arm and a bit like Pete Dunn does. Stretching the arm out. It's on the bicep. The referee saying, well, we can stop this if you want. And Banks saying, well, God damn. God, nah, mate. Fucking keep it going. I want to beat this well, big Banks bastard. is saying he had a dream, I. <laughs> oh, and a nice shot. 
by Gibson. Tell him to stay down now. Bank's shown his toughness, but I think he's going to be down and out soon. But that forearm might have brought him back. He's like a little Popeye. But he's spinning his UK title as he feels his opportunity slipping away. He's giving everything he's got. Gibson pushes him off, comes running towards him. Banks goes low. Sends him into the turnbuckle. Oh, oh. drop kick to the back of the head. With Gibson rolling to the outside, trying to get some separation between the two of them. Well, he showed his experience as well. And making sure he's still got his front teeth, his Banks. Here comes Travis Banks now. Suicide dive. Right on target to Gibson. Gibson might have counted out. Travis Banks at his own peril. Travis gaining a bit of speed. Knee to the face. But somehow Gibson managed to kick out. Oh. oh, now Travis Banks off the second rope. Springboard and just drops double foot stomp to the back of Gibson. Oh. oh, he's a bit too far away from the ropes to reach out and grab it. So he had to make sure he got the shoulder up at two. Two. A referee breaking Banks away for Gibson. And that gives Gibson a chance to hit the kick. Now he picks him up. And a co-breaker to the chest. Goes for the cover. This could be it. One, two. And somehow, somewhere in the heart of Banks, he managed to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Gibson's in shock. He can't believe how tough Banks is. Now they're going on the apron. This is where the hardest part of the ring is. Gibson looking to suplex Banks. Oh, no. Travis fights off with a knee. Now a knee to the face of Gibson, dropping him down. Here comes Travis Banks in. Gibson dodges. He chops him in the face and now he's going to throw him in the barricade. No! He bounces off and delivers a thunderous knee. The referee count and he's up to nine as both men scramble back in. We're not sure what would happen if both men were counted out but now they're staring at each other. Both men gritting determination on their face. Banks barely able to stand neither Gibson to be fair. Well, this has been an all-out war between these two men. I think Banks has won the outside exchanges, and he's rocking Gibson now with a forearm. Both men giving it all they got, Captain. Well, they're both men letting it go. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. Banks with a forearm. It does rock Gibson, but he responds. Well, both men swinging wildly at each other. Both men have wrestled three matches here tonight, and oh, Gibson just slaps. Sets him down. The slap heard round the world. Gibson was part of the slap, and now it's slap wars. Oh, Gibson ducks, goes behind, and just clubs Banks on the back of the head. And he's had enough of that. <laughs> and slaps are starting to hurt. Oh, my God. Kick by Banks. A bicycle kick there. Drops Gibson to his knees. Can he try and finish this? Looking for the patented yes kicks. Yep. The old Kiwi buzzsaw. Going to charge up. Zach Gibson. Going to cut him down. Oh. And Gibson catches a leg. So please don't kick me. And Banks say, no, this is it. Well, grabs both his hands and just stomps <laughs> away at his chest. <laughs> Come on, Banks. Well, Travis Banks definitely got the underdog going. And oh. And Gibson just goes straight for that left arm. Spins it around and just drops him face first into the mat. He's still got hold of it. 
Now he's trying to move in position. He's looking for Shankly Gates. Can he get the arm around? No, he's still holding on. Oh, Banks just escaping from that. Springboard's off. Oh, oh. looking for the kick. Duck by Gibson. Goes behind looking for the Shankly Gates again. Oh, he's, this, in. he's in. And people have tapped out right now. And yet Travis Banks still in this at this point. He's biting his own fingers to feel a, not full of pain. Come on, Banks. Oh! Yes! He manages to get to the bottom rope. Well, the first man to break it here tonight. But there's a damage already being done to that left arm. Well, I think that arm's broken. I think Banks is just crazy. What we've seen with Travis here tonight. He's been busted open as well. Can't feel the left-hand side of his body. This is the man that's given it everything. A man, not the biggest. It's not about the... It's oh, not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Oh, my God. And Banks just <laughs> coup de grace. Gibson on the outside. Throws it back in. Kick to the back of the head. One. Two. Oh. Oh. Somehow. Somewhere. Some. Holy doody. I do not believe it. But Gibson does indeed kick out. Uh, the slice of heaven. Well. It, but it wasn't heaven for Banks. No, it's going to be hell to try and get that slice of heaven again. And try and get an opportunity. And now he's got Gibson. But Gibson drops him down. Going for the cover. Got the second right. Referee, come on. Ah, oh, the referee notices it. Hey, and that is great officiating. But a dancing ref. You like that, Gibson. Come on, Banks. Hope you get. Come on, Travis. Whilst Gibson's distracted. Same old Gibson always cheating and clothesline. Here comes Banks. Bang! Turns him inside out. One, One two. two. Oh. Come on, Travis. Ronaldo's <laughs> going mental. I love Mauro Ronaldo on commentary. Unbelievable stuff there. Charles Banks comes so close. The Kiwi cutter. Almost successful, but not quite. Oh, no. Liverpool's finest rolls outside. He's so close to losing and he thinks he's safe. But here comes Travis Banks. Oh. Bang. Oh, no. Gets caught. Gibson has his hands up. I think they hit the shoulder. And now he picks him up. Turns around in the suplex. One, two. Oh. Banks still managed to get his shoulder up at two. Two. I can't believe how tough Banks is. And now Gibson's got the arm. Oh, no. He's got the Shankly Gates in. Banks stopped it earlier. Struggling now. Come on, Banks. Come on, Travis. Come on, Banks. Come on, son. You're so close. Gibson Lowe turns him round. Oh, God. Middle of the ring. But Banks will fight this. He's fine with everything. He's... Oh. And Zach Gibson makes Travis Banks tap out and becomes the winner of the second ever United Kingdom Championship Tournament. My God, tonight Gibson has beaten three men to get the opportunity tomorrow at Pete Darmine. To be honest, though, in our opinion, he's probably beating the three hardest-to-beat men. Yes, he has, hasn't he? You know, Jack yeah. Jack had in the first one. He's a real star, like you say. Flash Morgan Webster, our joint pick. Yeah. 
And, of course, the only man to escape the Shankly Gates on this occasion, or in this programme, Banks. Well, yeah, the man, Banks. the man who will not die after all the punishment he took is, is quite incredible. I mean, we'll talk about... Well, that. if they don't sign him up, at least for 205 Live, because his heart and determination will be perfect there, even 205 Live or NXT. Yeah. Because he definitely deserves a place there. Well, I, I think this is very important that we do, you know, like you say, uh, very, very impressive there. We're going to have a man of the tournament who we think... Oh, Travis Banks. I think I was going to say that. Travis <laughs> Banks is the man who's impressed us the most in this whole thing, you know, showing his kind of toughness and heart. We'll definitely put him down as man of the tournament. Right, um, so that is the final layer. What did you think of the, the final match? You That's know? probably the best match of the night. It was both these guys, you know, even Gibson as well, portraying a great hill. You've got the very facey, gutsy, non-Englishman in the UK tournament in uh, Travis Banks. He performed out of his skin. He's a, you know, he's a, certainly a warrior. Yeah. <coughs> and, and, yeah, you know, he he deserved to come as far as he got. He did. And, and Gibson has looked great all night as well, you know, and he, he put in a hell of an effort in all his matches. And uh, credit to him as well. These two guys, these two guys definitely being the stars of this show. So what a final that match was just then. Uh, so let's have a look back then at the entire show. And we'll go back to the quarterfinals. And the first match was, of course, Jack Gaha versus um, Zach Gibson. I thought that was a great match, actually. I thought it was a great way to start the show, didn't you, Dan? Yeah, it definitely was. It was um, it was what I was hoping the whole of the tournament was going to be, but it didn't quite turn out like that. But, yeah, it was, it was a very entertaining start. We saw Jack Gallagher in all his glory and Zach Gibson, you know, finally coming through and uh, getting the victory over, Gentleman Jack. Yeah, I gave that four out of five to start the show. I thought it was a really, really good way of doing things. Mastiff versus Jill Coffey was next. Not bad. Bit sloppy, Mastiff. I said was not ready. I think you agreed with that, didn't you? Yeah, he's uh, he's a bit sloppy in places. I think he could have tried a lot harder, but you know, especially reading his bio, he's a trained gymnast. He's this, he's that, and he just didn't live up to any of that hype. No, but still three out of five. I think it's a solid effort for them. Then it was Jordan Devlin versus Morgan Flash Webster, our man in the tournament. And he looked great in, in the first match, didn't he, really? Both men put it out there. I did like his suicide dives, bottom, second and top. You know, it was just it was just part of what he was, yeah. Yeah, and I think the complaint for me was that it could have been a wee bit longer. But we saw that as it went along. Then the match I hated, which was Travis Banks versus Ashton Smith. It didn't work out. Ashton Smith just... Didn't impress me at all in that one. I think that was the worst match that we saw. You know, two out of five. I think that was just pretty bad, really, to finish off the quarterfinals with. You know, it let it down, didn't it? Uh, then the semifinals, of course, it was Gibson versus Webster. Uh, four out of five, but it was too short, wasn't it? That was under five minutes. That semifinal. Yeah, it was. It was a bloody good match, and it was looking to go like you know a bit better. I would like to have seen Morgan Webster at least escape. The uh, Shankly Gates at least once, you know, before Gibson reapplying it. But, yeah, you know, it wasn't. It, it was a very good match. Yeah, and then Jill Coffey versus Banks. Of course, that was the upset. That no, well, I, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. Travis Banks gets victory. Good story. The ending, the ending was very, very good. Very well, uh, good story told there. 
And then the final that we just saw now, Gibson versus uh, Banks. Again, the story was fantastic, wasn't it, Dan? You know, it really, really brought out the best in both competitors. You saw the aggressive, he'll do anything for a victory in Gibson and the kind of just the, the toughness of Travis Banks, you know? He nearly wins the Johnny Gagano Award for most punishment taken in a match. And, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on the final? Yeah, I thought it was a very good match-up. I like the heart and determination of Banks. And, you know, just a heelish, dastardly side to Gibson. These both, these two guys, they both perform really well. And, you know, Gibson's probably my runner-up for man of the tournament. Yeah. Just behind Travis Banks. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was a match of the night as well. But another couple of matches that were in between that, of course, was... Um, Storm, Tony Storm, Dawn, and Killer Kelly. I had three out of five. I thought it told a good story, especially with Basler being there. It means something tomorrow night now, doesn't it? Because she's earned a shot at it, as opposed to just giving it. I think that's quite cool. And then we had Dumb Bait and Seven versus the Undisputed Era. That was just top notch, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, um, as I said during the match, five brilliant wrestlers and Adam Scott. Uh, and Adam Scott. Adam Scott. <coughs> Five brilliant wrestlers and Adam Cole. So I don't even care about his name. <laughs> so now the referee lifts the hand of the winner in Zach Gibson. And he's very happy about it. <clears throat> well, we have a face-off with his uh, the man he's going to challenge. Well, we know Pete Dunn's in the building. Pete Dunn's in the house. But is he going to shake hands with Devlin? And Oh, now Devlin. he wants to shake hands. He wants to shake hands now with Travis Banks. Oh, and Banks offering the hand as well. Nice sign of respect. Ladies into the crowd. It's me and you. Oh. And Gibson just walking away before he can shake the hand of Travis Banks. Wow. So there you go. We'll see that Devlin there and Triple H coming to the ring now. I keep calling him Devlin. And Triple H coming there and shaking hands and lifting the hand, actually, of... Um, Travis Banks. Johnny Saint there and Shawn Michaels as well. Nice sign of respect there. And yeah, sign him up. <coughs> sign him up for 205 Live. Nothing going wrong there. And they're out here. I wonder if they're going to get a trophy for him. Triple H lowering the ropes for Michaels and Saint. Respecting his elders. Well, there you go. Shaking the hands of the three legends there. And also Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny St. lifted him, and he's the winner of the second UK tournament. So we know tomorrow night he's going to face Pete Dunne. We know the NXT Women's title is going to be on the line. We know the NXT Tag Team title is going to be on the line. But where can you listen to that? Well, on our next episode, that's part two. Two. Coming out on Wednesday. But until then, we're going to leave it here for the UK tournament. Final thoughts on the UK tournament, Dan. How have you thought it went tonight? I think it was too rushed. Having it all on one episode, I think you know they could have, they could have done a little bit more. They could have given them a bit more time. Maybe put it over two slightly shorter episodes. Um, but you know, I was I was quite impressed with a few of the matches. Yeah, I don't think it's too bad. Oh wait a minute, Gibson's got the mic. Hey, hey, hey! Calm down, calm down. Do no, don't stay. He was going to say he's Liverpool's finest, but he got interrupted. Well, Pete Dunne's holding his title and he's smirking. No, he's not. He's just confident. He's not going to stick it in his mouth. He's just confident of his ability 
to retain a title. And I, I tell you something, I think Pete Dunne likes competition. You can see it in his eyes. Like I said, there's a fire there that wants to prove that he's the best in the business. And if he has to run through Zach Gibson, then he will. But what an interesting matchup this will be tomorrow. The kind of technical, hard-hitting affair. Will we have a new United Kingdom champion? And Gibson giving it his best. But yeah, that is it. Uh, so yeah, final thoughts on the UK tournament. Yeah, I think it was a great tournament. It could have been a bit longer. It, you know, the, a couple of the matches were slightly lacking. I think it was, it wasn't thrown together with the precision that the last tournament was thrown put together with. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think they kind of delved into their talent pockets. I think you know they could have done a lot more better on that. There's a couple of good standout guys from it, but you know, aside from that, it. it it didn't live up to the last championship, but there was a few good matches and a few good moments. Yeah. I think the the, the match of the night has to be the final, like you say. The man of the tournament has to be Travis. I, I think I'm going to give this a kind of 8 out of 10 overall in that way. Like you said, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it is enjoyable. Like said, but to get it all over in this tournament, uh, in this program, especially when you got tomorrow night, you could have split it up a little bit more. Uh, and I wouldn't mind seeing the first round match as well if we're going to treat the tournament with respect and have a trophy as well and all that kind of jazz like we did last time round. So I want to see more, but it's great to see the talent that we didn't see last time and you know, to get them to have them a chance and to be WWE NXT UK now is, uh, is, is going to be massive, but we'll leave it there and we'll pick it up. Like say on Wednesday, if you want to let us know what you think about the United Kingdom championship. If you're watching it or why you're not just, you know, let us know on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at G underscore Rollins. We're across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google Plus. Send us an email with a WR podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. We've got clips going out there. Podcasts go out the same time we do theirs that they do other places, like SoundCloud. On your phone. <laughs> Don't forget to diddly our music maker on SoundCloud. We're on Spreaker Radio. We've got live shows coming in August. Stitch Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review. But that is it. Like I say, United Kingdom Championship is over. Who will be the winner? Will it be Pete Dunne? Will it be Zach Gibson? We'll find out on our next episode. But until then, I have been James Rowlands, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.